That's just before you get to the think gonna win? I'm pretty Bulls. sure at the Bulls. I think the Bulls are gonna win. What do you think? Oh, let's yeah. okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we, we need to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Um, okay. So if, if there's anything you guys suddenly remember we haven't mentioned or whatever, then you can just shut. special episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Um, this is episode number 84? No. No. Uh, it's like episode, it like episode 89.1 or something. Uh, we're doing a, a half-week episode. And the reason we're doing a half-week episode is because we forgot to do a Curry Cup preview last weekend, um, which was obviously a oh, gross geez. oversight. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, uh, the usual guys uh, were not available, so I am Alex, not Adam, um, and I'm joined in studio by Ant and Phil. Ant, how are you doing? I'm I'm very good, thanks. Thank you very much, Alex. Okay, good. How are you doing? Thanks for being here. I'm okay, thanks. Um, what's the weather like in uh, Rotterdam? Um, I think it's it's much the same as it is an observatory. Uh, I think the cloud from the mountain is going to hit you a little bit before it does hit us. At the moment, I've still got blue skies outside. Oh, um, okay, but no, to speak of, which is nice. Ooh, wow. Okay. Uh, Phil, uh, welcome. Yeah. And hello. Hello. How thank you? you. I'm you, good, thank you. You okay? Um, thank How are you? For, I'm, I'm well. Thank you for lending me your headset last weekend, thinking that you wouldn't need it, and then having to make a plan B today. Um, yeah, you know, I do what I have to do. I appreciate your sacrifice. And how is the weather in Plumstead, Cape Town? The sky is not blue anymore. It's really grey and horrible, so I feel like it's hit me first. Okay. But, you know... There's that little, like, sorry, chip, uh, if you think about the profile of Table Mountain from the southern suburbs side, there's, like, a bit of a dip. And the sunlight kind yeah. of gets through there. I feel like that's what Ant's getting at the moment. And, and the, two, okay. the two of us are kind of stuck in Mordor on either side of him. Uh, I'll take your word for it. That's how it feels. It's, it's, guys, it's freezing cold. It's all cold, about location. Bro. Sorry? I said it's all about location. Yeah, true. Um, I did not purchase my house with this in mind, unfortunately. Uh, despite <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, but it is close to the, the school field, um, so that's good. Anyway, um, enough said about that, the better, before I incriminate myself. And... Um, yeah, so this is a special Curry Cup edition, but because we have our finger to the pulse, um, ooh, that's a that's not a good joke. Um, James Small, uh, 1995 World Cup winner, um, one of the greats, one of the great 14s. Hey, Ant, but not necessarily the greatest. Um, oh, and then there's some some debate. Yeah. I, I don't think either of us. I hold particularly strong opinions either way, but definitely one of, if not the greatest, 14 to play for South yes. Africa. Yeah, I don't know. Phil, do you, do you want to weigh in on that quickly? Just give your, your, your knee-jerk um, reaction. Who's the I, greatest number 14 for South Africa? I would have to be honest and say James Small's before my time, so my time it has to still be J.P. Peterson. Okay, no love no love for Braden Pulser? No, J.P. Peterson was better. Okay, well, there you go, Ant. Um, cool. But yeah, so James Small very sadly passed away this week. Uh, he was aged 50. I don't have anything in front of me, so I might be getting details wrong. But 
Uh, yeah, I would say 50 is is probably taken before his time. Um, although the career of, of pro rugby does things to one's body. But yeah, well, and um, I think he did manage to fit a fair amount of living into those fifty years. Yeah, geez, by all accounts, he, all he accounts. lived he lived a few <laughs> lifetimes. So um, yeah, look, it's, he's he was a bit of a controversial character, I think, in his day. Um, I said it on the podcast, and yeah, not to disparage the dead, but my 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 father always used to say that James Moore was the right wing in more ways than one. But uh, I think he's the first to admit that that was. A sort of earlier iteration of himself he he grew up by all accounts to be quite a pillar of the community actually and turned his life around and i think is if nothing else is a real inspiration to a lot of people who grew up playing and watching rugby at the time um he will forever be remembered as one of the as the the, the man who stopped john alomu basically although that that has also been applied to just van and, and yopi Mulder, i think um, yeah, but yeah, look, there's there's a couple of video tributes out there that um, you can see him putting down Big John Olomu and a few other guys and scoring a few tries of his own. There's also uh, I'm only halfway through it, but there's an excellent podcast episode on the Sport Exchange, which was John Robbie's uh, podcast from back in the day, and John Robbie did an episode with. Uh, James Moore, where he, they really go into like quite a lot of detail about his background and and his approach to rugby and everything, and and uh, it's just yeah, like a real window into someone who I think was a bit larger than life in a lot of ways. Um, for example, he got into pro rugby by racking up a debt that he couldn't pay, and he went to Louis Late to ask for financial aid, and Louis Late said he would pay the debt for him if he signed a contract. Uh, to play professional rugby, which he did. So, yeah, nice. the rest is history. Anyway, um, so yeah, rest in peace, James Small. You will be remembered. And without further ado, the main event for today's uh, quick, quickie podcast is the Curry Cup, which kicks off tomorrow evening. Um, once again, oh wait, uh, do I have the fixtures in front of me? No, I don't. Who's playing tomorrow night? Well, it is tomorrow evening. Sharks for quiz. Sharks for quiz, okay. Yeah. Um, They'll be on the sub. That's pretty good. So, yeah, so that tomorrow evening in just over 24 hours. I oh, know this is my Super Rugby Super Brew. But basically, the format for this year is going to be a little different from what we used to. There's no home and away. It's one round, strength versus strength. There's only seven teams. And, um, yeah, pretty quick and dirty. I don't think there, there's not even a final, is there? It's just seven rounds of round robin. No. No, there's there's seven and finals. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, maybe it's, it's the same as last year. Is yeah, the same problems are going year? full gun hook. They need the money of the finals. So yeah. they, that's why they're not bloody youngsters. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is Ben's theory yeah, about having, having the best attendance to get the final. <laughs> Although no one's really, except the Lions, are being forced to, but we'll get there. Yeah, okay, we'll get there. Let's, <laughs> not, jump, let's not jump the gun, guys. Um, okay, so. Um, yeah, it's going to be quite intense, you know, sort of a wham, bam, and done. Um, you know, you don't get to see every team at your home stadium, which is, I don't think, great, but um, that's the perils of a format like this, I suppose. And I don't know, yeah. I, I get it, like, they don't want to congest the rugby calendar this year between Super Rugby, um, Rugby Championship, and obviously the Rugby World Cup. And I guess that's kind of the main thinking. They also don't want player fatigue. 
for guys who are on the fringe of the Springbok squad that might have to go to the Rugby World Cup but end up playing Curry Cup or something along those lines. Personally, I think oh. it's, a, it's a missed opportunity. I would have said anyone who's like even close to being in the Springbok frame or at this, at this broader squad of Russies is not going to play Curry Cup. And instead, you just see it as an opportunity to, to get as much rugby under the belt for your youngsters as possible. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's it, a... It does seem really weird, though, because it ends so early. And so this is like a huge off-season for players who aren't involved in the World Cup. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. I mean, do you think they... Are they, like, leaving the door open for guys to go to Japan, perhaps? To some they might be yeah. The Japanese season is messing things up, actually, because now it's moving to from January to June, I think. So normally it's earlier, so hmm. it is an opportunity, but that's sort of closed now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe it's an opportunity for people to go on loan to the, to the UK. And there does seem to be a couple of people doing that, but not... Yeah, because you know, that, that carries on during the World Cup. Yeah. Short-term thing. Yeah. I think, from my, my opinion, the main justification is just if you have a, you know, 12 round curry cup people just get fatigued you know like mm. you end up just getting a whole bunch of teams with too many youngsters the games don't really matter that much because there's not like there's there's enough games where you, the strong teams will average out on top yeah um yeah. you know so like your, your pumas your grick was they're not going to win six or seven or eight games to make the semis but they could win two games to make the semis in this tournament mm. so i think yeah. that was the aim to try and make it a, make the games a little bit more meaningful um and try and give the, the other sides a bit of an opportunity. The downside of that, though, is now you know the, the strong sides don't have the opportunity to blood youngsters. I mean, John Dobson has come out saying that like they're not going to blood nearly as many guys as they yeah. would have liked because um, they have to play full strength sides every week because you can't afford to drop one game. You know, you drop yeah. one game, you don't get a home final. Yeah. 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 I guess. I mean, and also like. Sorry, there. So four of the teams qualify for the playoffs. That's like more than half. So. You don't exactly have to do that much to make a semi-final. You just not even top half. It's fourth out of seven, and you make the semis. Yeah, it's like Super Rugby, eight out of fifteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm looking at like round seven fixtures, for example. The Lions are traveling to Kimberley to play Quickers. Province are playing the Cheetahs in Bloom, and then Bulls are hosting the Sharks. So, I don't know. Maybe that's an opportunity, depending on what the log standings look like, for province to send a B team uh, to Bloemfontein and get a bit of experience you know, playing in front of a, a very hostile crowd in the Highfelt um, for example. There's a lot of credit you give free state supporters that they can put out a crowd <laughs> I think yeah, the technical <laughs> yeah. term is probably a mob but yeah, it's just to, <laughs> to sanitize it uh, but anyway, A few so, hard yeah. <laughs> but I think the cheetahs are also one of the main reasons why it's finishing quite early because they promised them that it's not going to overlap yeah. with Pro 14. Yeah, which is oh, okay. that which a dangerous precedent. Eh? I mean, so they're going to go straight into Pro 14, but everyone else is going to be done yeah. until what next year, February. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a nice little preseason for the cheetahs guys. That's yeah. Quite, that suits yeah. them quite well. It does. Yeah. I mean, they're coming in fresh, and and a lot of these guys we can talk about in a moment are you know probably at the end of their. Uh, their their petrol tank already. Um, So, right, let's get straight into the team previews. I'll kick us off with Western Province, just to get it over and fucking done with. Um, (laughs) Classic car. What have I got? I've got the team sheet here somewhere. Uh, It's in the WhatsApp group. Yep, got it. Okay, so 
starting with forwards, Corne Fury at, at loose head, um, I think makes sense. It was either going to be him or Quinzo Blose, so good. Scurry to Benny, experienced campaigner. Wilco Lowe at three. Uh, a lot of people think he should be with the Springboks, so it's great to have him there. Then the second row currently, Salman Murat and Chris Van Zale. I think probably we'll see JD Schickling coming into that number five jersey a little bit more throughout the season. He might still be... He's on the bench, but he's probably being eased back in after his injury. Then the Lustrio is pretty strong, uh, at least in terms of potential, but there's not a lot of experience between them. Jaco Kutsia, Ernst van Rijn, and Juano Augustus. Um, there are a couple of guys that could have been there. Quibus Visa, for example. Um, young other Dutoy, what's his name? Uh, Johan, Johan Dutoy. Yeah. Um, yeah, then Chris Massain, Len Massain's brother, he's on the bench. Justin Phillips at scrum half. That was always going to be a bit of a toss-up between him, Godlin Masimla, and Jano for Mark. Personally, I think I would have gone... This is the one case where I think I would have gone with the experienced player in Jano for Mark. Uh, just because I don't rate, I don't really rate Phillips or, or Masimla all that much. And obviously, Yankees is with the Springboks. Jean-Luc Duplessis beats out Josh Stander for the starting jersey. Um, it's actually his Carry Cup debut, Jean-Luc Duplessis. I read that. I read that somewhere. Really? Has he been that injured in the past I, seasons? I guess so. It, it, it's really weird. Um, That's weird. Yeah. That's he's not young. Not like. 20, no, I mean, he's like yeah. his fourth season in the province. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, so he's, look, he's had a lot of very, very long-term, long-term injuries. So he's obviously just cro- got crocked at the end of Super Rugby. Just always missed Curry Cup. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. And the timing's not great for him. But anyway, uh, if it's true, then I, yeah, congratulations are in order. He's the Western Cape's very own Mac Mason. Then um, the rest Gosh. of the backline. <laughs> the rest of the backline. So not mm-hmm. eleven. Can't argue with that. Uh, Centre pairing Dan Creel run null. Yeah. This was the, the Stormers kind of had to. Uh, get a bit creative with their centers during the Super Rugby campaign, but we did see a few permutations that looked kind of like this. Um, and this is the same centers they had last year during the Curry Cup, so yeah, fine, whatever. Edward Funamova on the right wing, he's making his debut as well. He was playing Varsity Cup for Marty's this year and quite an accomplished try scorer, but yeah, it remains to be seen if he's really the real deal. Um, speaking of the real deal, SP Maria at fullback. Um, the only good thing I can say about this is that he isn't playing left wing, so that's good. <laughs> then, yeah, only other guys really worth mentioning. Carlo Sardi on the bench. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people who think he should be at the Springbok squad, and now he's not even starting at Curry Cup level, which is a bit of a travesty, but what are you going to do when you got three Springbok tight heads? Um, Let then, one of them play for the Lions, I would say. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you, first you if you can get paid enough, apparently. Yeah, first you get <laughs> Then, finally, the uh, two outside backs that are not featuring the starting lineup, uh, Craig Barry, who's on the bench, and Sergio Peterson, who I guess is injured or something, because otherwise I don't see why he isn't starting. Um, but I hope he, if he is injured, I hope he comes back soon. So, yeah, that's basically the rundown of the, the starting 15 for this weekend of the extended squad. Strengths and weaknesses, um, it's a pretty settled team like there are a lot of guys from super rugby there's no real new names there um very promising loose trio actually tight five overall i would say is strong corne free is yeah he's okay but into benny low murat uh shikling yako kutsia fanrein augustus like that's a strong pack and i can see that being a western province pack f- for the next you know four to five years barring corne free um 
and maybe scurry into Benny. So yeah, I think there's a lot of strike power out wide. Weaknesses, uh, SP Murray, obviously. Um, scrum off, actually the halfback pairing, I, I don't have a lot of faith in these guys, like Jonic Duplessis, Josh Thunder, I think that they're at their level, so I think Curry Cup will be good for them, but yeah, I would have, I kind of wish we had, I don't know, someone like uh, Money Leboc or uh, Johnny Lombard, for example, who I, I would see as a bit more of a long-term option. Um, oh, and the, of course the other thing I didn't mention was new coach well not new coach but John Dobson who's uh, you know he's been at the forefront of the Curry Cup for a while now but he's taking over the Stormers next year so this is part of his legacy planning that we're going to get to see uh, yeah, yeah. Um, key forward uh, I'd love to say Yaka Kutsia but, <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with Wilco Lowe because I think obviously tight heads as we all know the most important position in the team and he's, What's wrong with Yaku Kutsia? Uh, there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, he's just not playing tight head. He probably could. <laughs> okay. He's good enough. Um, just checking. <laughs> uh, key back. Oof. That's still quite tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. It's probably SP Murray. Okay, put it this <laughs> way. Like who, who, would, who would weaken them most if they got injured? Ooh. That's a good one. If you were to phrase it that way. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, probably, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably one of the centers, just because we don't have any. It, it, so, yeah, it's maybe worth mentioning. Rickus Pretorius from the, the Baby Bok campaign, he's not in the squad. So, I don't know. If, if Dan Krul or Ruan Nell got injured, I, I I think they're already kind of bottom of the barrel in that in that position. You got JJ Engel, I think he's gone. I think yeah, he, he's gone? in Japan, I think, yeah. Yeah. Come back with a, with a, a man bun again. The samurai bun. Yeah. Key back, uh, none. There is no key back. Um, <laughs> predicted finish. So, so you I don't see. The, yeah. You don't see problems dropping the topping the try scoring charts this year. No. Or you just think that none of them are particularly outstanding in their position. I think none of them are particularly outstanding in their position. Because um, last year, I mean, I don't think their backline was significantly different, and they were, I think, top point scorers. I could be wrong on that. That but was I mean, good. Definitely. Sp is magic boot um, <laughs> but, I think but you're saying they should hold on to JJ Engelberg well I think that that, that man bun might have possibly flown the coop but I think if I was so to he managed like to get a, a deal France, actually. if I was yeah. oh, okay. if, if I was going to do a like an all star backline from all the team squads hey Roly stop eating that plant um, it probably would really feature <laughs> I don't think I don't think any Western Province players would make my all-star backline from all the squads at the moment. Put it that. Way. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt so, about that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, expected finish. That said, I think they're going to come third overall. Um, I think their forwards are good enough to carry them, and I think they'll they'll just pip the Lions. So it'll probably yeah. Um, let me put it that way. And that yeah. So interesting. They are the favourites, according to the bookies. That is really? absolutely fucking That's ridiculous. Serious. That's horrendous. The province shot pulls than lions. What kind of odds can I get on pulls? Yeah, there's some uh, good money to be made there, I think. Yeah. 5.5. I normally do my non-fractions. I don't know what that means. 5.5 monies. What's five, is five? 1 over 5, 6.5. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, six of five, I think, is right. Well, um, speaking of the Bulls, Ant, it's 15%. Why, why don't you explain to the bookies who are listening why the Bulls are going to win the Curry Cup this year? 
I, I can do that. Um, no, I just need to find the Bulls starting lineup. Which is, I thought we were going to go in. Um, we're so prepared. We oh, so <laughs> I thought we were going to go in game order. Um, okay, anyway, <laughs> jump straight into this. Um, the Bulls have been in a pretty good position uh, coming out of the Super Rugby. They haven't lost a significant number of players. Um, and they're going to be boosted by um, some of their Springboks that haven't had game time for a while, at least in the start of the campaign. Um, so, for, for example, Lut Diaga. So that's going to make a very big difference. Um, and then as well as they've just got all their, their fringish players, new Super Rugby players this year that performed really well are sticking around. Um, so we'll just fly through the, super, the starting lineup quickly. Um, at Lucia, we've got Mantan Zima. He, there was quite a lot of um, positive noise coming around him in the Super Rugby. It's some really good... Um, Impact off the bench. Uh, he hasn't had an opportunity to start, so we'll see how it um, how he goes with a full 80 under the belt um, or 60, I suppose, for a prop. But it'll be he's quite an exciting development prospect. Um, you got the old solid Yakuf Saki at two. Uh, Vian Herbst. Hello. Um, Sorry. Hello. I think you cut out for a second there. You just said Vian, Vian Herbst, and then. You felt dumbstruck uh, in awe at Vian Herbst's power. No. He's an I think you cut off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, okay. Sorry. Not, not too much to say about uh, Vian Herbst or Ruanoki. I actually don't know much about Ruanoki. I assume he's um, a new boy that's come through. Um, especially if he's going to start ahead of Jean Drosti, who's got super rugby experience, also from the Sharks. Um, Lutiaga, not much that needs to be said about him. We all know who he is. We know what he's going to bring to the game. Um, and he's a very, very exciting prospect, obviously. Then the Lustrio is completely revamped from Super Rugby um, with some of the guys involved with the box or having a heading overseas. Um, but with Ruan Steenkamp, you've got a very solid six. Vian Forslu, ex-Sharks player. Seems like the Bulls have really gone shopping. Um, yep. But yeah, also just very much a workman-like six and seven. Nothing too flashy or spectacular. And then we've got Tim Agaba at eight, which is, you know, it would be nice to see him get some more game time. He's had some unfortunate injuries over the um, past couple of seasons when he made the switch from sevens. People were hoping for mm. getting a really nice linking skill for eight out of him. Um, so hopefully he can use this campaign to kind of springboard that because um, he is a big unit, but he can shift. So it would be nice to see if he can develop into that kind of linking eighth-man role that we'd like to see. Um, we've got the original Herschel Yankees um, at nine, Everest Papier. Uh, <laughs> just somehow only now at Curry Cup realized that you know if you want to make the box, you probably should start a few games. Is, um, is, he, the, is he the original Herschel Yankees, or is he the sequel to um, to Rudy Page? No. Wait, what do we talk? Rudy Page is very different to those two, surely. I thought we were just talking about like young whippity scrum halves that come out of nowhere, get considered for the spring box and then get sort of ditched by the wayside. That, that's yeah. what I'm suggesting. Um, <laughs> so, okay, yes, sorry. So, <laughs> three page mark two then. Okay. Um, okay. The prequel to, uh, hopefully not the, the Herschel Yankees saga, hopefully he can actually stick around. Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see him having a start at Curry Cup level. I think it suits him. I think, you know, he's does have a lot of development still to do, which is not his fault given how little he starts and how little he plays. But if you can have a solid campaign, you know, you can actually lock down a super ugly starting spot for next year, hopefully, and that'll actually catapult him back into the block conversation eventually. Um, and then we've got Manuel Leboque at 10. He's a very exciting prospect. Um, 
when he when Pollard got injured on the the Australia Australasian tour, he stepped up to the plate really really well. So again, he's one of those the young one of the young tens in the country that hopefully is going to get an extended run now on the Curry Cup to really develop their game control. Because um, we all know that Tim, Johnny Lombard, Kevin Bosch, they can all you know run from ten really nicely. But you know this is a good chance for them to develop the other factors that you need to kind of make the step up into a top top level fly off. Mm-hmm. Um, the centres, you've got Berger Urdendahl, who's also the captain of the squad. Very nice player. Um, probably the top 12 in the com- competition. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Super Rugby experience. So lots of being often mentioned in the book conversation. Um, outside of him, Johnny Kotzer, also been you know around the block for quite a long time without being an exceptionally old player. So I think a lot of the backline players are going to have to revolve around those two, um, kind of marshalling the younger guys inside of them. Um, but outside of them, there's a lot of strike power. You've got Roscoe Speckman, who's just unbelievable at Super Rugby level. And, I mean, at Curry Cup, he's going to absolutely just, you know, tear stuff up. Um, and then we've got the man on the other side who no one thought would have made it this far, um, you know, given how hard he had to fight to get a Super Rugby contract. But the fact that he's made it through and actually had a really, really good season by the end of it, um, he's got Cornell Hendricks. Um, has he had a good season, Alex? Um, I've heard uh, people saying that he's had a good season, so he probably has had a good season. How many okay. people? Uh, I've heard a number of people. I won't tell you what the number is, but there is a number of people, and they've said he's had a good season. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the back, you've got Dylan Rousseau. Dylan Rousseau. Um, nothing too flashy, nothing too spectacular, but a you know, solid, solid player. Um, so yeah, all around these, they've got a good mix of super rugby experience um, and then hopefully a couple of exciting development prospects. Mm. Um, probably the most exciting person on the bench is Rudolf Smith. Um, you know, he was one of the players to make it or almost make his debut under um, Alistair Kutsia, but hasn't he's been really struggled with injuries since then. Um, so I think he'll be hoping to crack the starting nod soon and finally deliver on the promise that people talk about him. Um, Ivan van Sale, Manif Borsov, you know, those guys are Technically Springboks, but um, <laughs> I don't think opposition are you know quaking in their boots when those guys' names are on the, yeah. the list. I don't think so. But, um, uh, do you, do you think we're going to see much of Modestin? Has he arrived yet? When is he officially joining the squad? Uh, I don't know. I thought he was there, but maybe, is it only for as, Super Rugby? As far as I'm aware, it's only for Super Rugby. He's not in the squad list that I've seen. Oh, okay. Uh, Otherwise, that would change things quite a bit, um, and it would be a really, really nice mental opportunity for LeBoc mm. to play under Stain for the Curry Cup before going straight into Super Rugby. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think overall their strengths are—they've got probably one of the better backlines. You know, then the only guys that they're losing are Pollard and Jesse Creel mm. um, and Chalant. But yeah. you know, Chalant hasn't exactly been setting the world alight recently. Um, and Marnie LeBorque is a more than able replacement for Pollard, I think, particularly at Curry Cup level. So I think their backline is going to be really strong. They've proved that they can strike. Um, and up front, you know, they, they've had their struggles um, at Super Rugby level, but they haven't really lost any of the grunt. You know, their type five is almost the same bar um, uh, Archias Neyman. Um, so I don't, think, I don't think they're going to struggle significantly up front. They might against Province. Um, well, they've got a new, uh, new look front row, though, right? Because there's no Kuboka, Britson, and Yakani. Oh, and Yakani. Yeah. Yeah, but those, neither of them are particularly renowned for their scrummaging prowess. You know, those guys are, are strong in the loose more than their dominant scrummages. You know, they hold their own. But I don't think 
I mean, Vian Herbst can hold his own as well as Trevor can at scrum time. He's a lot less mobile around the field. Sure. Um, and Manchin Zima, I'm not sure what he really brings to the party. So I think, but I, th- I mean, I think they'll be fine at forward time without dominating, if bar against Province. But I think their backline is probably going to be the point of difference. Mm. Um, I think weaknesses is probably um, lock and loose forward. Their back five in the forward pack. There's very little grunt and firepower there, particularly once Lurt goes. Um, again, they're all fairly workmanlike. Bar Agaba, but again, we don't know too much of the potential Agaba can deliver on. And Rudolf Smith, again, he might just break down within another week. Um, but if those guys can click, they can deliver. Um, but I think that's that's probably their, their weakest part, is the back five of their scrum. Um, their key forward, I was going to... Um, I still think it's probably going to be Rudolf Smith. Um, I think he's got the ability on the ground to be a nuisance enough opposition. Um, and in the back line, I think it's definitely going to be Berger and Urendal. I don't think you know their their replacement inside centre is Kotso or Sage, who just they're not on the same level. But I also think the experience, the captaincy he's got, um, is going to be really important for their campaign to kind of try and distribute that ball wider and get it into the hands of their dangerous backs. Um, that being said, I, yeah, I don't think any of the other teams are going to be strong enough or consistent or carry enough of their super rugby form over into Curry Cup um, to challenge the Bulls. You know, the, the Stormers weren't up there. The Lions have no players left. The Sharks have a new coach. Um, whereas the Bulls have mostly an intact squad, same coach. I think they're going to be building and set for, you know, some progress from here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, predicted finish, what do you think? First, yeah. First. I think they're going to take it. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm sure Adam will be happy with your prediction. Yeah. Adam will be very happy with my prediction. Adam Adam's somewhere air punching and playing If he's made it this far. Playing some Steve Hoff math. No, I don't, I don't think he's listening. I think he's just doing that. <laughs> you can just sense it in the air when someone, you know, yeah. verifies the support. Okay, awesome. Um Phil, do you want to hop us across to the Pumas? The Pumas, yeah, okay. It's a bit of a curve um, Pumas. Sure. I think teams in the middle. Uh, yeah, fine. Um, so the Pumas start their campaign on Saturday against the Lions. They have quite a bit of momentum, actually, because they're pretty much taking the same squad from the Rugby Challenge, mm. where they made the finals. But they before they lost in the finals to the Greekers, they were unbeaten in 19 matches, and they had won all their sort of like pool matches. Mm-hmm. So I think they would say that they were unlucky to lose that. Their coach is Jimmy Stonehouse, who's got a bit of a reputation as being quite a decent coach. He's been sort of to Japan, and he's been around South Africa for years and years. So Hmm. he'll bring that pedigree through to the Curry Cup again. Um, They have some experience. A lot of their players, they don't have like young players, but a lot of their players are sort of mid to late 20s. So they've been around for a while without being old. So like their front row are all former SA under 20 players, but um, they, yeah, they obviously didn't make it further than that. So they've got Andrew Beerwinkel and Mane Katsia at their props. Um, Beerwinkel went through the Bulls and the Lions systems before you know, getting spat out and then finding his place at the Pumas. And Katsia was also at the Sharks. 
And then Cornell else is their, I think he's their number one hooker. So he was with the Bulls in Super Rugby this year when mm-hmm. Scott Britz got suspended. Mm-hmm. I think he was their third choice. And he is also former SA Under-20 and came from Graeblum and that whole academy. But I think they'll they'll also be starting... Um, shit, what's his name? Marco Janser van Rensburg, he's their other hooker. So those two will be sort of competing for a starting spot at hooker. And then in the locks they have... So LaRue Roots, you'll remember him from... Making the Waratahs squad, but never making a game. He was supposed to be the big, the big yeah. South African muscle they were bringing in to like help them move forward. And now he's but, going for the Pumas. Yeah, he's going more, back to the Pumas. Okay. He got more screen time in that Falau baptizing video than he did in Super Rugby. <laughs> exactly. I I don't think he even made the bench. He didn't make like a match day squad. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there, but he's back with the Pumas. I'm sure he'll be, you know, chomping at the bit to prove himself. Um, and they also have Stefan Willemser, who used to be at Western Province, and he also played for the Kings. So he's also been around. And I guess that's the sort of the same with a lot of these players. They were at a lot of the bigger teams, academies, and youth teams before they made their way here. Um, loose forwards, they have Billy Engelbert, who was in the Lions team last year, the Super Rugby team. He was there and thereabouts, but he also didn't quite manage to make it with them. Jandre Rudolph, and they also have Hilton Lobitz, who's the only Springbok in their squad. Um, I guess he's probably even technically less of a Springbok than, you know, um, Ivan Fancel and. How many caps did he get? Minus Borshov. Minus Borshov. I'm not sure. Back in the day, or they thought of it. They thought he was going to be a big thing. He's got two what? tests, so he has more tests than Marnus Bosov. Okay, fair enough. So maybe technically he's more <laughs> of a Springbok. But less than he's, well, he's only 33. He's only 33, so he's still going strong. And like you say, he is technically huge. He's six foot three, 100 and something kilograms. Hmm. And he's, a big guy. he's quite a scary guy. He's, so he's, he's still hanging around. around. He's played for so many different unions. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool though. I like it. I'm looking down the list now. Blue Bulls, Bulls, Western Province, Stormers, Bullen Cavaliers, San Dona, Crick was Cheetahs, Free State, and now the Pumas. San? Wow. San what? <laughs> San Dona. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia link. There's no page. <laughs> how many games? I, I don't know if it's a page. How many, how many caps did he get? Uh, 15 for them. 2012 to 2013 after <laughs> Bullen. Okay. They played a season there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds like some kind of like like French summer league or something where they like they just get together and get pissed. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised to be honest. Mm. Okay. Uh, the backline. So the backline they have um, at scrum off the only experienced player is Rainier van Royen. He's been with the Pumas for a few years and he's held down that spot. At fly off they have Chris Smith, who's quite an interesting player. He's 24 now, so he's not young, but he was also called into the Bulls Super Rugby squad when Pollard got injured. Um, he's a solid kicker. He's been sort of the top point scorer in the rugby challenge for the last few years. Mm. So he's sort of made a little bit of a name for himself without standing out too much. Um, and they also have uh, Corbus Murray, who's also their other decent fly half. 
In the centers, their captain is Ryan Nell, or Ryan, maybe? No? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's more experienced. He's like 28, but he's, he was, he started Marty's in Western Province, and he's also been around. He went from Province of the Bulls to Borland, and he even played uh, sevens for a bit. So he's also experienced. There. And they have Neil Moritz, who is in his third year at the Pumas, and he was at the Sharks before he joined. Um, they also they have some out, uh, exciting outside backs. So Ruvelin is well. Uh, he also <laughs> played for the sevens. <laughs> and he was uh, top prices there. Is he really that exciting? Ruvelin is well. getting the commentators to try to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the challenge. I'm sure they'll do a better job than me. <laughs> um, yeah, but he was. Yeah. He was uh, an exciting sevens player, and he's. Um, he was the top try scorer in the rugby challenge, and um, yeah, and then Devin Williams is a fullback, so he came from province, and he's sort of 1.7 meters tall and like 70 kilograms. He's sort of in that mold of being hmm. very small and quick, but very exciting at the back. Okay. Um, and then the 14 is Mornay Joubert, who's another young wing, who's I guess looking to make a name for himself. Yeah. It's a pretty cool, so, cool place yeah. to be, I guess. Like, if you can't break it into a, a main team, you go and get some rugby challenge under your belt and then play a bit of carry cup. Yeah. Um, yeah I think there's just such a big gap between the Pumas and the Greekers and then everyone else because those two always dominate the rugby challenge, like, so yeah, much. Yeah. And they play in the, like, top division of the carry cup, too. Yeah, but I think for all intents and purposes, the Pumas is a good environment to be in. It sounds like they get well coached um, and they're treated relatively well. Like, guys seem to be happy. You know, it's not like they lose half their team every year. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, you've got to have peroxide blonde hair basically to get out. <laughs> yeah. Like Manus Kuma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Corne Fari, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks for all the strengths and weaknesses. And then key forward and back. So. <laughs> so I, I think their strengths are that they have a pretty solid team they've kept their team like I said all the way through from the rugby challenge and they don't have any like youngsters like all the other teams seem to have their youngest players are sort of the 24-25 level and the oldest players are you know 28-29 so they're all at a good age like at the peak of their careers which is sort of a blessing and a curse I guess because that shows that this is sort of as far as they're going to get but I think their strength is yeah, how settled they are as a unit and their weaknesses that they're just limited in terms of their actual sort of technical ability. So um, you'll see that they have sort of strong, strong forwards and they'll match up, I think, with all of the teams. But they'll just be let down in the sort of uh, the technical aspect in, in the back line. Just, um, I think they'll get shown up by the more flashy backs in the big teams you know the Lions and the Sharks will run them off their feet mm. okay uh, cool key forward um, key, key, key forward um, Actually, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess Leroux will want to bring his experience from going all the way to Australia to you know train so I think Cornel else at least has you know on-field experience so I would put Cornel else just above Leroux Roots and in the backs I think just their captain Ryan Nell will he's like the most experienced player he's the oldest player in the team so mm -hmm. and he's 
from from what I can tell, he's a pretty good player, so he'll be able to sort of steer the ship from number 12. Okay, awesome. Uh, and predicted finish at the end of the season? I think that they will finish 6th. Six. 6th? Six. Yeah. Ooh, okay. 6th. Fair enough. Can't argue with that too much. I know. Um, I think they will be the worst team in the tournament, but they well, will be close to the bottom. So wait, who, who are they going to be above? I feel like they're going to finish above the Greekers. Okay, spicy. Um, well, cool. let me pick that gauntlet up then and do my preview of the Griquas. Uh, Griquas, uh, they, yeah, a lot of what Phil's just said about the Pumas applies to the Griquas. They're one of these sort of journeyman teams that hovers in between Curry Cup and um, Rugby Challenge, or what's it called? The Rugby Challenge, eh? I think that's what it's called. Uh, you know, essentially Vodacom Cup level. And they are coming off a good season because they um, did pretty well in the Super Sport Rugby Challenge, beating the Pumas in the final. Uh, although, as Phil points out, Pumas had a, the better overall season. They are going to open up their account this weekend up against the Sharks. Uh, they're playing in Durban. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to the Super Rugby predictions just now. But for me, the, the, what sticks out about the Griquas traditionally is that they're very difficult to beat at home. So Kimberley just seems like one of those places that produces upsets uh, throughout the years. Like I just I just remember a lot of teams getting tripped up in the Curry Cup in Kimberley. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I was, I wouldn't be so quick to ride off the Griquas, but um, yeah, they unfortunately they're in the they're in the essentially the cheaters catchment area, I guess. So historically, most of their good players. Over the years, guys like um, uh, like Vili Larue and um, who are the other good ones? Bjorn Besson. Bjorn Besson, yeah, yeah. GZ. Oh, yeah, Sorrel Pretorius. Yeah, again, yeah. So a lot of Gavin these guys, Hull. yeah. <laughs> as long as they, as soon as they like start making a bit of a name for themselves, they, unlike the Pumas, they end up moving somewhere else. So they yeah. struggle to kind of get a bit of continuity in the squad. Although. I would like to point out that, yeah, Puma's guys like Faftaclerk, Vincent Cock. Yes. You know, all those guys, they yeah, all move on too because... Yeah, yeah. They're not awesome. season. They stick around for a while first. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Monoskuman, I mean, how many... He's been at the Lions slash, you know, for three or four seasons before he's officially moved there. Yeah. Yeah, and he was... Uh, he played for the Bulls for one season too while he was still at the Pumas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'll take you through the starting lineup. Uh... For the game against the Sharks, we've got a front row of uh, Kwesi Mona, uh, AJ LaRue, and Evolt van der Westhuizen. I don't know very much about them. Kwesi Mona, I'm, I'm reading his uh, Wikipedia page unashamedly. He's 26 years old, so it's a bit weird that I haven't heard of him. Uh, but it looks like he's been marinating. Oh, he left from the Pumas to the Griquas. Oh. <laughs> <So, laughs> we, we haven't seen that move before. That's a, that's a new one. Um, okay, uh, yeah, so AJ LaRue, I will click on his Wikipedia page, um, he is 28, and he used to play for the Griffins, uh, okay, not very interesting, <laughs> Evolt van der Westhuizen, um, come on Evolt, be interesting, oh, Evolt van der Westhuizen, interestingly, does not have a Wikipedia page, so there you go, he's an enigma. Does um, that make him more or less interesting? Much more interesting, I think. 
because who knows there could be anything on it if he had one you know so he's like this Fair wild enough. this mystery man of of kimberly um second row are ian ian Grunewald and victor sikakete uh sikakete i know a little bit about i think he did he play yeah he played baby box but it was quite a while ago um so and he played for the kings for a while i think but yeah he he's a name that i've kind of heard in, in the distant recesses of my memory but I, I don't think he's ever really established himself um whereas Grunewald also does not have a Wikipedia page. So moving on to the loose forwards, Gideon van der Merwe is the urban side, Sias Kun, vice-captain of blindside, Neil Jordan. So, okay, we have arrived at the one player that I know something about, Neil Jordan, um, quite an exciting player for Free State in his time, and also very, very good for Shimlas. He played, I think, two or three consecutive years of Varsity Cup and Captain Shimless to at least one title that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and he was regularly featuring in the Varsity Cup sort of team of the year or team of the week kind of thing. So he's he's a very um, sort of well-established player there. And yeah, so I'm expecting him to, to kind of come into his own a little. I'll move quite quickly through the back line because no one's really interested. Zach Berger is number nine. George Whitehead, captain in number 10. So... Um, yeah, he obviously brings a lot of experience. Uh, centers, Andre Swartz, um, Michael Hasnar. Um, I'm just eyeballing this pronunciation, by the way. I don't know what the fuck these names are. Michael Hasner or Michael Hasner. He played Varsity Cup with Marty's for the past couple of years. Also a very exciting prospect. I'm surprised he's ended up the Greek Woods. Yes. Exactly. Uh, he yeah, was yeah, lined up, or te- meant to be teed up to come to province. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested that he's ended up there. Yes, as are my words out of my mouth. Um, very interesting. Um, Enver, <laughs> Enver Brunt and Ederis Aronsa. These names are getting more and more... You, one of you guys posted this in the group, and I'm not 100% convinced these are real people. I, I definitely know <laughs> those players. Okay. I mean, Enver Brunt was the other top try scorer in the rugby yeah. challenge. Okay. I think SA Rugby Magazine ran an article about him. He's got a brother. They're twins. Okay. <laughs> well, keep an eye out for Enver Brandt and his twin. Um, okay then. Uh, maybe maybe they're both Enver Brandt and they swap at half time. Yeah, maybe they've got that, that Jean-Luc Dantupria. They swap at the half time. That's why he's always so fast. Yeah, exactly. Always fresh legs. Um, okay, fullback Anthony Foleman. Key had a prolonged period with the Lions when I think he was pretty good. Um, so I'm... It's a bit sad to see him landing up the Griquas. No disrespect to any Griquas fans that are listening. Um, well, a little bit, the, you know, the proportionate <laughs> amount of, of disrespect. Then, okay. um, uh, I'm not going to go through the bench, other than to say that Chris Wells September is definitely a made-up name. And <laughs> Tienes de Beer on the bench. Okay, interesting. There was someone... Oh, Grant Hermanus. Grant Hermanus was a, quite a big up-and-comer from oh fuck Michael Hasner's from Namibia <laughs> yeah, no, you can remember you went to primary school with him just now no I, I wish I was that young but yeah okay cool. yeah, keep an eye for him he's, he's, he's a real talent but um, yeah Grant Hermanus left Western Province uh, which is quite sad because I always thought he was he was like the first well he was like the prequel to Damien Willemser um, very young sort of fly half slash fullback coming out of Paul Jim and 
yeah, had like some SA schools time and SA under 20 time and then he just never landed for province so uh, I'm really glad to see that he's in the squad for quick quiz unfortunately he's not playing for them this week so I don't know hopefully he's not injured or something I'd really like to see him <laughs> at some point uh, but anyway so yeah um, strengths they, uh, they've got some form coming into the tournament I assume I, I didn't watch much of the rugby challenge so I don't know if this team has much continuity but Invergrunt, as we just mentioned, is part of a, a double act that scores tries. So that's good. They've got a good try scorer. They've got uh, experience in the captaincy and the number 10 jersey in George Whitehead. So that's going to count in their favor for sure. And I think probably their biggest strength in my mind is the fact that they play their home games in Kimberley. Oh, yeah. fuck, the dog's stolen one of my socks. God damn it. <laughs> um, the weaknesses, yeah, look, it's it's still a pretty fresh squad. Like, they they don't have any big names to speak of. A lot of these guys, I think, are hoping to use this as an opportunity to window dress and maybe get a, a, camp, a contract somewhere else. Maybe I'm being cynical, but that's my reading of it. Um, so, yeah, not, not a whole lot to love in this Griquiz team. But that said... I do think they're going to finish above the Pumas, just because I think that Kimberley and their recent trophy will spur them onto a couple of crucial wins, or one crucial win being over the Pumas. Uh, key forward, uh, fuck, I don't know. I'll go with I'll go with Neil Yordan. Key back, George Whitehead, and yeah, so they'll, I think they'll finish in sixth. Okay, any questions? Yes, I have what is one. Your question? Um, do, do you think that George Whitehead would start for the for Western Province, or would he be third behind Stunder and Jean-Luc uh, Duplessis? Be third. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, he's also got a terrible, terrible moustache. But uh, he's the key backline player. So what does that say about the Greekers? It says that they're worse <laughs> than Western Province. Are they worse than the Pumas then? No. Can I ask you a different question? Would yes, you start Anthony Folmink ahead of Esti Murray? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'd consider it, but I there seems to be something weird about Western Province Flyhalves' ability to kick for goal. Like they always outsource that to Esti Murray for some reason. So if I could satisfy myself as to Jean-Luc Duplessis' ability to kick for goal, I probably would start Anthony Folmink ahead of Esti Murray. Didn't yeah. Didn't Adam say on the last pod that uh, Jean-Luc Duplessis had one of the highest kicking stats in Super Rugby? I wasn't listening. What did I... I was not listening. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> okay, uh, Ant, do you want to take us through the Sharks? Uh, yes, yes, we can do that. Um, and it should hopefully be fairly fast because pretty much everyone is well-known. They've all super angry campaigners from the past few seasons. Um, so Juan Skuman, he's been on the bench the whole year. Karen from Furen started the whole second half after Akka's episode. Um, his fight that turned into an injury that turned into a holiday. Um, Quinny Oosthuizen, um, you know, who managed to work his way into the starting Springbok lineup and then ruptured his ACL. Ruben van Heerden, the Bulls transfer with the most beautiful beard. Hiron Andrews, a lock with the most beautiful hair, I suppose. I don't know. Only wow. given the virtue wow. that, like, it's he puts a lot of effort into that. He's a good quality. Um, yeah. <laughs> Luke Stringer, uh, uh, BU was floating around the Sharks bench most of this year. Jacques Vermeulen, definitely their fourth choice um, after the, the Twins and Philip van der Waals. Jaren Tembu, he's a bit of a, not quite a blast from the past because he's given out young years, but he seems to just, you know, 
hold down a starting berth. He's obviously got respected leadership at Curry Cup level, but just never seems to feature at Super Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, he's bench. He's starting ahead of Pepsi Butelezi, but he, you know, Pepsi was benching at Super Rugby level ahead of Terra. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with him, but he's a solid enough player. Um, he's got you know some nice strong skills to his bow. He's got some subtle touches, but nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I can understand why he doesn't crack the knot at Super Rugby. He just doesn't have that that gravitas or oomph or impact on a game that's necessary. Mm. Um, Cameron Wright, he's starting because uh, Lou Schroeder's injured, I think. Um, but you know, he's a tenacious nine. Um, Cohen Bosch, not much needs to be said about him apart from this is his chance to really nail down that 10 jersey, um, given that that's his goal. Um, with Rob Dupree leaving, if he can have a really solid season at 10, you know, they can keep the con, they can shut that conversation door, I think. Mm. Um, centers, we've got Jeremy Ward, very surprising, I think, for most people, selection as captain or co captain with Ntembu. Um, but you know, captain under 20s, he's definitely one that people have identified as with a lot of promise. Um, his defense in the early rounds of Super Rugby was unreal. Um, you know, made some incredibly good defensive reads. Um, so I'm quite as excited to see what he do, what he can do. The fact that he can play 12 and 13 is also quite exciting. Um, outside him, you've got the incredibly experienced JP Peterson. Uh, he's probably the, well, I don't think probably, I'm sure he is the highest cap Springbok playing, 70 caps. Um, in in to the Curry Cup this year. It'll be interesting to see what he does as he kind of transitions from this player role into a coaching role. That's why they brought him back. So he's going to play Super Rugby next year, Curry Cup next year, and then move into their junior coaching structures. Uh, but I think he will be a very useful uh, development tool amongst their team. On the wings, you've got the solid but not necessarily flashy, exciting wings. You know, they'll if you give them some open space, they'll get to the try line, but they're not going to step off the team. Um, you've got Lawazi and Volvo and Kubis van Vague. Um, you know, they've nothing amazing, but they kind of, I suppose, do the job if they can do it. Mm. Um, you know, I think the excitement factor in this backline is going to come from 10 and 15, where you've got Bosch and Fussy, both very fast, exciting, good footwork, um, both defensively frail. So it'll be interesting to see how, how teams target that. Um, Flying through the bench very quickly, just mentioning a couple of things. It's, it's again, it's a lot of very familiar names, guys you've seen throughout Super Rugby. Um, but I think the most exciting name there is uh, Sanele Nohamba, who was the reserve uh, scrum off for the Baby Box at this year's tournament, goal kicking scrum off. Um, but yeah, has some beautiful reads between him and Hendricks, who's also at the Sharks. They've got a, a vision of the game that I haven't seen in many nines in South Africa. You know, they're looking for those little inside pops off the ruck. Um, so they, they offer a big threat around and they seem, their, their follow-up game is incredible. I think the two of them were up there in the try-scoring states for, for, for the baby box simply because they just were always on that inside pop, looking to receive off any line break. Um, so yeah, hopefully he and Hendricks can get some game time in the Curry Cup. I'm really excited to see what they can, you know, deliver over the next couple of seasons. Um, strengths, I think, is... Ooh. I think they've got a solid forward pack, not intimidating, but I think in the loose exchanges, they've probably got one of the stronger forward packs. Um, I don't know about their set piece, but I think in the in the tight phases, they'll be quite good. Um, they've got some some power around them, um, but you know if they've got they've got enough experience and ability in the back line that they can unleash. Um, with this Sean Everett, who is their attacking coach, uh, or sorry, their backline coach taking over. Hopefully we see that. He has spoken about um, 
that they want to play a lot more of an attacking brand of rugby, this Curry Cup. So, you know, they've got enough power in the in the back line to score tries, and their forward pack should be able to give them the platform to do it. Um, I think weaknesses is probably that they will rely on a couple of key players to create their magic, as I've mentioned, Bosch and Fussy. I think mm. if either of those players go down, their replacements are a few levels down. Um, you've got Rayner Smith, who's serviceable at 15 and probably any Redeba coming in at 10, neither of whom can ignite the game the way those two can. And I think a lot of the try scoring from the Sharks is going to, you know, center around those two players. Um, so I think that's probably their weakness is that a lot of their, their scoring is going to be centralized on one or two players. And if you neutralize them, then the Sharks aren't going to be able to deliver much. Um, key forward, I think it's going to be Kuni Ostazen. Um, as Alex mentioned uh, regarding province, you know, you, you, your tight end is one of your most important players. And given that he's going to be the leader in the forward pack, um, I think you know, he's really going to need to set the platform, at least at the set pieces. Um, and the key back is, yeah, as I've said it before, is going to be Kerwin Bosch. This is his season to deliver, and the, the, the play creation is going to center around him. Um, yeah, I think they've got the, a strong team. I think they could challenge for the title. Um, but I don't see them. I don't see their their all round game being good enough to beat the Bulls. Um, I think the Bulls have enough, or more, like kind of you know magic out of nothing plays within them. So I see the Bulls pipping them. So I think the Sharks will finish second. Okay, brilliant. Cool. Phil, uh, let's jump straight into the Lions. All right. Um, so the Lions, I guess, sort of opposite to both the Sharks and the Bulls. They've lost over fifteen of their Super Rugby players. Um, so that's quite a big hit. Um, some of the players, you know, Ruan Combrink, Harold Foster, Lionel Mapu, uh, and then for the Springboks, Marks, Ori, Kokasmith, Elton Yankees, and Janty, they're all out. Sorry to interrupt, Phil. I'm just getting a bit of feedback, I think, from Ant. Okay, not from me. Uh, I don't think so. Awesome. Okay, yeah, Ant, still with us. I'm here. Okay, no, we're good. Okay. We're good, sorry. Okay, so, <laughs> so the main theme of the Lions team is youth and lack of experience. Um, if we start up front, so pretty much the most experienced player in the team is Dylan Smith at number one, despite being 25 years old and being injured for pretty much like half of his career. But he's the vice captain, and he'll be sort of leading from the front, so to speak. Um, then... Hooker is Jan Henning Kempfer, and he got a lot of game time behind Malcolm Marx. Well, relatively, as much as one can get behind Malcolm Marx in Super Rugby. Um, but that's pretty much his role for the whole of the Curry Cup now, so he'll he'll get a lot of good game time. And, um, yeah, he was also a former SA Under-20, and he came from the Bulls, so he is an exciting prospect, but still very raw. Um, and then at tight head, we have Johannes Jonker, who's been around a bit, but, um, yeah, he obviously didn't... He lost his place to Kalu Sadi and Super Rugby, so he has a bit of a point to prove, too. In the second row, um, Rayner Herbst, who played a lot of Super Rugby, is there. He is one of the few players who sort of can keep his place, and he'll be joined by Reynard Nothnagel. Nothnagel? Nothnagel? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's another youngster who's been with the SA under-20s, so hopefully he'll have a lot to bring. In the loose forwards, there's 
Although this week, at least, we have Mana Skuman, Vincent Shituka, and James Fenter. We saw a lot of Skuman and Shituka, at least in the Super Rugby, but um, James Fenter is a player who will hopefully get a lot of game time in the Curry Cup. He got a little bit last year, and he's pretty exciting every time I've seen him. Um, he's very much uh, on the smaller side for loose forwards, but he he sort of puts his size to use as much as one can, and he sort of has a lot of energy um, so he'll be sort of running around um, very much like in the sort of Michael Hooper mold. So despite playing number eight, um, he'll be one to watch for sure. Okay. They and then, they like that kind of runny, linky number eight, like Quaker, you know. Yeah, exactly. So Quaker played a lot of eight. Do they? Yeah. I mean, do they like it, or is it just the, is that just what they have? I think it's a combination of both, yeah. So I think they did try and move that way at some point, like going for the smaller forwards overall, more mobile forwards. They That was sort of like a, a plan. Okay. It wasn't just because that's all they could do. Yeah, okay. um, so I think they did sort of target those sort of players. So in that um, loose trio, she took as the biggest of them all, but even then he's only like 105 kilograms or something. Yeah. It's not exactly a super heavyweight. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. And then, so, uh, obviously, uh, Hachiva Daimani is the other option in the loose forward, but he's injured this week, so we may see him come back into this loose trail, or potentially we may see him in the backs. That remains to be seen. That gives him, um, that gives him a lot of time to go look for a jersey for me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but the thing is, as I'll get to just now, the sort of depth in the backs is so shallow at the moment. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, so I think they might be forced to sort of play him either at center or wing just because oh, no. there's so few options. Like, it's that, really, yeah, really just sort of scraping Yeah, that's terrible. God. <laughs> yeah, Alex prayers. is excited. Thoughts and prayers to the Lions. Okay. What, the backline players get injured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, captain in the side, number nine, is Ross Cronier. He... He's quite a stalwart now. Um, he's won the Curry Cup with the team before, and I would say that he's first choice even in Super Rugby. Um, so he'll be hoping that he can, you know, inspire the rest of the team. Outside of him, Sean Reynolds is going to be the starting number ten for the whole season with very little other options, as uh, Elton's with the Springboks, and then Gianni Lombard is unfortunately injured for the whole season. So even though Reynolds played a whole season last season. This is really his... I, I feel like it's pretty much his last time to prove himself because he he's gotten an opportunity, but he still hasn't really taken it with both hands. So, you know, he's like 24, 25 now, and he he just needs to actually do something a bit more. He's very much the sort of solid mold of fly-half without, uh, without pushing anything beyond that. So... Hopefully this Curry Cup will see him come out of his shell a little bit more. And then um, at left wing, or let's, left wing is a guy called Stian Pina. Um, this is his debut along with Wayne van der Bank at 12. They're both playing for the Lions senior team for the first time. Interestingly, they both went to the same high school in Menlo Park and they played center together. Um, as Adam will be able to tell you, Menlo Park's in Pretoria, so... <laughs> They uh, they both came across from Bulls territory. 
Um, both highly rated, so I'm quite excited to see what they can bring to the table because they're very unproven and they've sort of they're being thrown right into right into full curry cup. So we'll see how that goes. But then outside of Funderbank, we have uh, Wandesile Samalani. So his name is a bit more familiar as he played some Super Rugby and obviously was quite a hit for the SA Under-20s last year. So I hope that he can get a full, full Curry Cup season under his belt and really make sure that the Lions don't have any other option but to start him for Super Rugby next year. Because he started a couple of games for Super Rugby earlier this year, but he did lose his place and sort of wasn't picked for the second half of the season. Um, and he's a really exciting prospect, so that should be good to see. And then at 14 is Madosh Tamwe. So it was a little bit confusing because there were news articles that came out that said that he had already signed with the Sharks, um, which clearly he hasn't because he's starting for the Lions this weekend. Uh, I have it on authority that he he is leaving, but he's leaving at the end of the Curry Cup season. So we shall see if that affects his play. He also he didn't get any opportunities in this year's Super Rugby, but he memorably scored four tries against the Stormers last year. So he definitely has the talent. Um, whether that comes through or not remains to be seen. And then at fullback is Tyrone Green, who's another one of the last year's exciting SA under-20 prospects. And he also lit up Super Rugby when he got the chance. So seeing him get a full 80 for the duration of the Curry Cup is something that should excite not just Lions fans, but Springbok fans, because he is potentially, you know, a real sort of superstar for the future. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's the starting 15. Um, other than these guys, there's a couple of other injuries. So Kyle Brink should be coming back next week. He should be able to take his place in the loose forwards. And, um, yeah... I think that's about all. Uh, as I said, the really the lack of depth is quite, uh, yeah, it's quite apparent at the stage. So even on the bench, sort of blooding young guys who are making their debuts and sort of really not having a lot to draw on. So we'll see how the season goes. Okay, cool. Do you want to give us a quick yeah. strength, weakness, forward, back, finish? Sure. So strengths, I think, is the sort of exciting young backs that are getting an opportunity. So particularly those guys that I mentioned, Tyrone Green and Wandesile Somalani, they are some of the most exciting players that not just for the Lions, but in the country at the moment. So the more game time that they get, the better. And I think that they they have shown even in Super Rugby that they can do it against international opposition. So getting getting more game time in this at this level should sort of put them in good stead for their development. Um, I think weakness is probably, well, the obvious one is inexperience and depth, but in addition to that, I think that they're sort of, they're, they're light, loose, or not just loose forwards, but all their forwards, as we said, like they still, despite it possibly being part of their plan, it's very easy for them to get bullied out of games, especially sort of against the Sharks and Bulls and even Province. So when they have to head down and play against the Sharks, they really will have to step up to be able to allow their exciting backs to be able to get into the game at all. And then key forward and back. I think the key forward is, um, I guess, Dylan Smith. We'll just have to sort of, at loose head, just be the anchor and 
bring it all together and make sure that the Lions don't get on the back foot at scrum time. Uh, I think if they if they can't hold their own at the scrum, then they will be going backwards literally and figuratively the whole game. And same in the in the back line. Despite all the talented youngsters, it's really up to Ross Cronier to hold them all together. So he's got Sean Reynolds outside him, who, like I said, it's an important season for him. But Ross Cronier is the man who has that experience, who's won the Curry Cup before. So he knows what it takes, and he has to show that to the rest of the team. Final cool. finish. Final finish. I am optimistic. I feel like these youngsters have a lot to prove, and they'll prove it. So they'll definitely make the playoffs, and I think that they will lose in the semis. So I'm going to say third. Okay. You think they're going to be above <laughs> whom? the Bulls? Uh, hmm. I, I think that they will be above the... Let's go above Western Province. The bookie favourites. Yep. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. That's not unreasonable. Um, okay, cool. I'll finish us off with the Cheetahs. Uh, thank you very much, Phil. Cheetahs, unfortunately, don't have a game this weekend, so we don't actually know exactly what their starting lineup's going to look like, but luckily they have just come off the back of a... a well, not just off the back, but they're coming off a pro 2018-2019 season. So we have some some idea of, of the shape of the team. Um, yeah, they pretty much they've been a little bit outside of of South African rugby's eye for a while now because uh, last year the and the year before I think the the Pro 14 and the Curry Cup were taking place simultaneously, so they had to split their squad, and that meant that the cheaters we got to see in the Curry Cup were you know, their B team or their juniors. So uh, it's been a while since we got to see these guys on Supersport 1 at prime time on a Saturday. A lot of the time they, their games are, you know, Friday night and by the time you find out about it, it's 10 minutes left in the game kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, Franco Smith is the outgoing coach the che- the, the, uh, for, the, for the Cheetahs. Harvey's Faree is taking over from September onwards. So this is kind of his last swan song, I guess, attempt to get a bit of glory for the team. I'm going to run you through the squad and give you an idea of who I think will be playing and who the, who the, the key names are. Props, obviously, Oxenchair. He posted out of the scene a couple of years ago as a potential springbok, and I still think he's going to make it. I, th- I think that uh, there are some rumors about him being Beast's long-term replacement with the Sharks, which could be very exciting. Um, he's a great, very explosive player and good scrummager. They also have Charles Moret and Skulk van der Merwe in the forwards, uh, in, the, in the props at least, and Aronos Kutsia, who's a Namibian international. Um, he's a bit older, but he's got some good experience behind him. Uh, I assume Joseph Dweba is their starting hooker these days. I actually don't know. Uh, yeah, but, I think yeah, so. He's, he's pretty good. Locks, they've got, they've got a few decent options. Uh, personal favorite is Sintu Manjezi. He's a former uh, St. Andrews College boy, so shout out. Um, then Volt Stienkamp, he, I just feel like he's been around, like maybe I'm confusing him with a different Stienkamp, but anyway, Stienkamp's a good, healthy rugby name, so I'm sure he's good. Um, then they also have JP Dupre, who is, I think he still holds the record for the tallest, he's the tallest lock, or he's obviously the tallest rugby player ever in Super Rugby, he's taller than Andrews Becker, um, he's pushing like 210 which is pretty ridiculous. 
uh, but he's a bit of a string bean, so I don't know. I don't know if he's if he'll start. But anyway, um, Lucy's are pretty cool. They've got Opa Mohoja, who we all remember for that that one try against the Crusaders. Um, but... <laughs> so. That, that, that one try that gave him a Springbok jersey for four years. Yeah, he's been dining out on that on that for ages. But uh, <laughs> anyway, fair enough. It was a good try. Then uh, Junior Pocomela is also there. He's joined them, I think. Was he with the Kings before or has he always been with the Cheetahs? No, he's always been with the Cheetahs. Um, junior Pocomela, very exciting junior prospect. Uh, no pun intended. Really hope to see him get some regular game time. Um, he's, he's quite a talent. Then Aiden Davis, probably going to be the eighth man, I guess. Uh, he also played, he was the backup to, I think, Dan Dupree um, in the Junior World Cup in 2013. And captained the Kings for a while, if I'm not mistaken. So he's kind of gone off the boil, but he's back He's back at South African Rugby. And um, really, really talented guy, so I'm, I'm hoping he makes the most of his opportunity. His second lease on life. Tian Mayer is going to place Gromov, he's been named captain... No real surprise there. Um, he's got experience behind his name. He's got probably well over 100 uh, first-class caps for the Cheetahs and Griquas, I think. Uh, so, yeah, good choice for captain. Tian Skuman, I think, is going to be their fly half. He won two of their awards um, following the Pro 14 season. He had the Backline Player of the Year and the Ironman prize, which was award for having the most minutes on the field. So I think it's safe to say he'll be there starting 10. Centers, um, Bernard Janssen from Rendsburg. He's quite an interesting, very talented young guy. Also played some some varsity cup for Pucker, and he was in the under-20s a little bit. Um, he's been around the block a little. He, he touched base with the Leopards, the Sharks, the Kings, and now he's at the Cheetahs. And he's only 22. So maybe he's got itchy feet or something, but yeah, maybe he can settle down a little bit now. I'm assuming William Smallsmith is going to be there, number 13. Um, yeah, I don't know. Smallsmith, he, he's one of those guys who, there was a lot of noise about him when he came out of grey. Um, and he played for the under-20s with uh, Francois Fenter, I think. And he was twenty twelve with Paul Jordan and the winning team. Yeah. yeah. Paul Smith and Paul Jordan, they were the the tw- ten, okay. the twelve, thirteen for that grey bloom year in twenty ten. Yes, okay, okay, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, so he's got like quite an illustrious sort of start to his career, but then went to the Bulls and as happens to junior Springboks you go to the Bulls, uh, was never really heard of again. So yeah, I'm hoping he can spark a bit of a renaissance for his career. The wingers, um, it does get quite exciting here with outside backs, let's rather say, because um, they've been able to poach Malcolm Yar away from the Kings. And he's normally a fullback, but they've also just picked up Clayton Blomacky's skin. So he's back uh, with his, his shit hairstyles. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, if I was them, I'd play Blomacky's... 15 and Yar 14 maybe um, it just seems like they're, they're both pretty good like I feel like you should just find a way to get them on the pitch but what probably goes without saying is Rabs Matwane is going to be their left winger because he's a real firework um, I don't know is that a is that a good metaphor uh, he, he's, he's equaled the 
Pro 14 try record uh, with 14 tries this season or last season. Um, so he's really, really coming into his own. Um, another Dale College boy. So um, I don't know if he was there at the same, well, he must have been there at the same time as the Piwa Gianchi. I don't know if they were in the same matric class, but Matlane is um, really, really gifted. I think he actually, I might be confusing him with someone else, but I think he might have played fly half at Dale. Um, but yeah, uh, fantastic talent. He had a few highlights this year with his tries, scorching gas, and just got a real eye for opportunity. Um, he's also another guy who touched base at a few different unions. He was at Province, he was at Bulls. He then played a bit of um, Varsity Cup for Tux, and looks like he's finally found his spiritual home in Bloemfontein. So I'm hoping we get to see a few more tries out of him this year. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the squad. Strengths and weaknesses, uh, they're the best of the rest, right? So if we're talking about the difference between Super Rugby teams and then the other franchises, they are, the Kings are not playing, so they are the only Pro 14 team. Um, so they're coming off the back of a yeah, relatively successful Pro 14 campaign, I guess. Um, and they've had their off-season, so they're going to use this as a way to ramp up for the next 2019-2020 season. So I think that continuity uh, is going to be good for them. Um, they've got some experienced heads in, in important positions. And a few guys who are still on the periphery of the, of the box squad. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they can put together one of those highlight reels and, and get Rusty to notice them. Uh, key forward and back... Oh, the, sorry, weaknesses. I don't know. Maybe... Uh, I've just said it's a strength that they've had their off-season, but maybe they're a bit cold. Um, they have a different calendar to the rest of the teams, so they maybe have to shake off a bit of rest or something like that I don't know but yeah no established spring box so like I said a lot of guys on the fringes but no one who's who's really you know 50 test spring box or anything like that so that's a potential weakness then key forward uh, I'm gonna make Matt happy because we've said key forwards prop for pretty much every team so far uh, in fact, I think it is every team. So I'm, I'm going to go with Ox. Oh, wait, I said Neil, you're done for the, for the quick quiz. But yeah, I'm going to go with Ox. Um, he's, I think he'll be their key forward, just because I think he's awesome. Um, and then key back. Yeah, I'll, I'll back uh, Matlane to have a, a good follow-up to his successful Pro 14 season. Uh, and then predicted finish. Um... I can't, I can't remember what I said earlier, Ant, but I think they, they're probably going to come in around 5th. I think it's going to be tough. I think uh, I, don't, I don't back Phil's lines as much as he does, so I think I think maybe lines 4th and Cheetah's 5th. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be fighting it out for that spot. Yeah, they're better be than humans, but worse than Province Bull Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it, guys. That those those are our predictions. Um, unless you guys have any questions for me on the cheaters, anything? We're good. Okay. Um, all right. Well, before we move on to our predictions, um, it would be remiss of me to pass up this opportunity. We have two of the sharpest minds in fantasy rugby um, with us, uh, and obviously Phil's here too. So. I guess, I guess my question is uh, <laughs> my question is if we were going to do a fantasy draft for the current cup and you were the first pick who would you take with your, with your first pick 
Phil, you can go first. You can go first, Phil, because you need all the all the help you can get. I, I don't know who to go for. Um, I think that I would choose. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back my boys. I'll go for Tyrone Green. I think he's gonna set the world alight. Okay, 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 okay. Ant, what have you got? Yeah, look, I think Tyrone Green is a good pick, but I don't know if he'd be a first round pick. Like, I think he's gonna be, he will deliver, but he's not a known quantity at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um. Speckman's not a bad option just because you know he's going to get a lot of tries. And on the same vein, probably Max Wan is not a bad option either. Mm. Um, I would leave alone everyone from province. Um, <laughs> okay. Surely even in the Curry Cup, they're going to score some tries. Yeah, but who? Mm. Okay. So, so your final <laughs> answer? It's not going to all go to one of them. Um, I reckon if Libok kicks, it's Malamese could be a, a decent shout. But I reckon it's probably I'd pick between Bergwindal, Libok, or um, Speckman. Oh, okay. Oh man, I wish we were doing a three-man draft because I just got the pick of the the pick of the draft at third with Yaka Kutsia. Right, fantasy gold. <laughs> Uh, no, do you know why? Because it's going to get called up to the Springboks after one game, so you're going to miss out. Well, that's okay, because with my first pick, if we're doing a snake draft, then I get the first pick of the second round, and I pick Kerwin Bosch. Cause... And he's also going to go to the Springboks. No ways. They'll take Mornay Stain first. Okay. Take Mornay Stain? For the Springboks, probably. <laughs> All right. So, but for the Cheetahs, Ruan Pina, is he only joining for Pro 14, right? Yeah. Probably not super agree. Yeah, I don't think he... Because okay. he's still in the Northern Hemisphere, so... He's not going to come all the way down here, just for a measly, measly carry cup. Um, okay, guys. Um, very, very quick from the hip. We're doing Super Roo predictions. Game one, round one, is Sharks hosting the Crickwiz. What are we saying? Sharks by... 12? Full. Yeah, I think the Sharks are going to win this one comfortably. Uh, even up to 15, I'd say 15. Okay, I've got Sharks by 20. So there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lions hosting the Pumas on Saturday afternoon. I think the Lions might take a little bit of time to sort of really get into their groove. So they'll win. Mm. But uh, I think uh, they'll probably win by maybe 10. I'll say Lions by 10. Okay, and? Lines by 10, the score will be like 40-30. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. fair, fair. Um, I've got lines by 18, uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic for them. Uh, but then again, I underestimated the Pumas, according to Phil. So, last game of the week, uh, Western Province Rugby hosting the Blue Bulls, the old enemy at Newlands, Saturday afternoon at quarter past five. What have you guys got? So this is the game of the weekend, I think, right? The closest. Yeah, it's like two sure, of the sure. of... Two of the yeah, favorites, for sure. Potentially, that's your favorite. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, but I'm leaning towards Bulls. I think their backline is just. I think the Stormers forwards will win the battle, but I think they just they don't have the firepower. I don't see Province scoring many tries. Okay. I I'm probably gonna go reverse way and go for Western Province home advantage, like equalize enough in the forwards and grind it out that they'll win. I would go for Western Province by three. Okay. Okay. I've got bulls by one, uh, but you know I'm a I'm a pessimist. So it's cool. going to be close. Well, it's it's like, going to be close. I think... Yeah. Either way. So so what? Uh, 
What's our final call? Uh, let's call it a draw. <laughs> okay, there we go. Big call, first draw of the season. First draw of the season. Okay, uh, then quickly before we sign off, um, the other big match of the weekend, it's unfortunately not televised on Supersport, but I wish it was. I'm going to try and find highlights. It's the Maori All Blacks versus Fiji. And I'm going to run you guys through the starting lineups. Maori All Blacks, uh, Ross Wright, Ash Dixon, Tyrell Lomax, Isaiah Walker Liawere, Tom Franklin, Reed Princep, Mitch Karpik, Akira Ioni, Ted Toirua, Tahuri Arangi, Oteria uh, Black, Sean Wainui, Tayorangi Walden, Rob Thompson, Sean Stevenson, Fletcher Smith. So they've got Metcher Smith at, at 15 and the uh, anonymous Ross Wright at, at loose head, but otherwise a strong side. The bench is Nathan Harris, Hayareti uh, Hetet, Marcel Renata, Parry Parry Parkinson, Fetukamakamo Douglas, Bryn Hall, Alex Nankerville, and Jordan Highland. Then for the Flying Fijians, uh, Penny Ravai, Sam Mat- uh, Matavesi, Manasa Saulo, Albert Tuisue, Leoni Nakarawa, Domenico Wakani Buroto, Semi Kunatani, Viliame Mata, Frank Lamani, Ben Volavola, Eroni Sao, Lepani Botia, uh, Wasia Nayathalevu, Josua Tuisova, Oliveretti Vaitokani, and on the bench, Mesulami Dolokoto, Eroni Maui, Kalivati Tawake, Api <laughs> Ratuniya Rawa, Namani Nagusa, Henry Siniloli, Savanaya Galala, and Patrick Osborne. So I know I, know I pronounced at least one of those right. Fine job. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's quite cool to see Pat, Pat Osborne back. Um, I haven't heard of him for a while. Obviously, Nakarawa is a big name for the Fijians. Tuisova. Um, yeah. I love watching Tuisova. Mm. And Botia too. Botia is such a beast. Yeah. God, that backline is... Uh, I'm jealous. I think there are a few top-tier teams that would be jealous of that backline. Anyway, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, there it is, guys. Um, I don't think we need to do prediction for that. Uh, it's going to be an exciting spectacle one way or the other. Um, so, yeah, hoping to catch some, some highlights. Guys, we've gone well over our target of 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, a lot of Adam's fun. Adam's going to be delighted. Yeah, Adam, I'll leave this to Adam to sort out and publish first thing in the morning. But um, I've actually got to run to a squash game. I'm really half an hour late, and I haven't, I haven't walked the dog. <laughs> so um, I'm going to call a rather abrupt end to this episode, but thank you very much to both of you for being available on short notice. Um, I think we did justice to the, the Curry Cup, which is, of course, one of the most one of the oldest and most prestigious domestic uh, competitions in the world, and I'm hoping it's going to be a good year. Uh, Ant, thank you very much again. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, yeah, thanks for pulling me in, and yeah, let's hope it's for a really nice, competitive, compelling Curry Cup. Yeah, no, seconded. Uh, Phil, thank you very much. Thank you, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping that the young Lions will be able to show everyone what they've got. Yeah, me too. Um, looking forward to it. Cool, guys. Thank you all. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next proper episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Cheers. Cheers. Cool. Thanks, guys. I've, I've got a dash. Um, the dog's been staring right. at me for half an hour. And I still need to get sorry, sorry for being so No, 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 no. I think it was my fault. <laughs> I just got wrapped up in the, the banter and everything. It was, yeah. Anyway, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. it was lots of fun. Cool. Right. Cheers, Chat guys. Cheers, okay. cheers. Cheers, guys.